place. Look, I get it. The sexy part of launching a business is not the legal considerations, right? <laughs> it is the marketing. It is the branding. It is the IG aesthetics. It is the colors. Like that, I'm building a brand. I get it. Like that's where the right. fun happens, right? But the legal stuff that you kind of want to avoid, that's like the floor. Like that's like the foundation of this house that you're building, the marketing and the branding, while super important, absolutely, um, that's like the the paint and the decoration mm. and the furniture, right? If the foundation isn't solid, then all that stuff may be beautiful, but it's it's not hanging on solid ground, right? I started my business not knowing anything about marketing on social media, but I knew I needed to figure it out pretty quick if I didn't want my business to fail. So I dove in headfirst to figure out all of the things to make my business successful. Follow me on my journey as I seek to learn from other powerhouse moms in business. This is Kelly Thompson, mindset and marketing coach for visionary female entrepreneurs looking to position their genius for profitability. Welcome to the Genius in You podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Genius in You podcast, where we find ordinary moms doing extraordinary things. And today we are blessed to have Nadie Hornsby, who is the founder and CEO of Noir IP, who helps female entrepreneurs safeguard and leverage their intellectual property. I am so excited to have this conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm so excited to talk to you. I am so excited to be here. It's Friday. We're talking about women and entrepreneurship. Like it doesn't get any better. Yes. And you have your coffee there. We talked a and little I bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, we're good to go. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do, who you help, how you serve? Sure. So Nady Hornsby, I am the founder and CEO of, of Noir IP, and we are um, an all-female team focused on helping women entrepreneurs, like you said, um, safeguard and leverage their intellectual property. What does that mean? It means that we are bridging the gap um, of access to quality legal service um, by shaking up the legal industry, both from a fees perspective, um, but just in our general availability, right? So we um, we service, like I said, female entrepreneurs, our, our services are all based on predictable flat fees, which gives entrepreneurs um, kind of a safety net, right? To be mm, able to yes. an attorney that's going to provide bespoke legal services and they're not going to be surprised by some outrageous legal fees at the end. Fees at the end. So I think that that has been kind of like our, our sweet sauce that separates us from a lot of the folks doing similar work. Um, and then we work exclusively exclusively with women entrepreneurs, which just makes what I do incredibly fulfilling. Yes, it sounds like it. So you use some big words there. So let's kind of break it down for the people. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. What do you mean when you say intellectual property? Because I know a lot of that you kind of hear that word around a lot. And I don't think that a lot of people really understand what that means and why sure. it's important. So when we, in general, when we talk about property, we tend to think of physical things that we can touch, that we can move. So my, you know, my car is my property and my house is my property, things that we can like touch. Um, but we, we overlook the fact that our thoughts 
can be very much valuable and property, right? So the law has carved this vehicle for us to be able to protect the fruits of our mind, right? So if you um, created an invention, there's a process to ensure that you can monetize and that you can own that invention and that you can leverage it how you see fit from a business perspective, right? You're building a brand and you want to think about, well, what vehicle has the tool, has the law created for you to be able to safeguard your brand identity, your, your name, your logo, your slogan, the way that consumers are finding you in the marketplace? Right. The trademark process helps you to do that. Oh, you wrote a book. You're a photographer. You're a creative of some sort. Well, you should protect those things that you are creating, perhaps through the copyright process. So mm. all of that to say is that um, intellectual property is literally our thoughts, right? And 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 this idea that um, there is monetary value associated with the things that we are building. So we should we should own them. Got you. And so typically, actually, before I even ask that question, tell me about how you landed doing this. Like, how did this, obviously, you're an attorney, like, how, first, let's back up. Like, how did you even decide? Was that something you always wanted to do? Tell me a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, so being an attorney was just always something that I knew I wanted to do. I, I always joked that I um I I sued Barbie at a very young age. And that was how I used to play. Like my dolls were always in some type of criminal trouble. And I was I was defense, I was prosecutor, <laughs> and I was the judge. So being an attorney was just always in the work. Something work-up. in your mind. So right, funny. Right. Um, but being in business law and IP was not. I I practiced some other areas of law, did a bunch of other non-law things and kind of just um, got this one particular client with a really interesting legal issue that dealt with um, brand protection of her trademark. And working through that case just developed like a real interest in like this area of the law, right? Hmm. So I explored it more and and one client led to another client that led to another client and then here we are we don't uh we don't advertise we I mean we're on social media but to the mm-hmm. extent that we have like a paid marketing strategy we don't all of our clients are word of mouth and because we started working with women it just snowballed from there so here we are um several years mm-hmm into the practice very um just just excited by what we do because we get to meet people when they're like most excited about life right they're building right, something right. I don't I I don't meet folks when they're dealing with like a criminal matter or you right, know divorce or family. yeah I they are at like the height of right. whatever they're doing everyone's so, happy and excited and Right. And, and so it's just a great, it's, 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 I love what I do. And I think that that's really a blessing in itself. A hundred percent. So you're CEO and founder of this mm-hmm. Noir IP firm. Mm-hmm. And so tell me how you got to that place. So you were probably working at a, another law firm. I was, right? I was, okay. no, 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 no problem. I was working at another firm, um, as we tend to do, we live um, counter to our intuition, right? Like we mm. feel that shoot a fit. Yes. And that does not fit. 
right? Yes. We force the shoe to fit. So true. Yes. It is like, size is too small, but we're like, no, yes. I'm going to get it in there. Yeah. Right. And, and the whispers are getting louder and you're like, I, I, I got to keep going, keep going, keep going. Yes. Because Direct deposit is really cool. Health insurance is better. And and the stability and, you know, just what every day looks like. It's safe. You know, yes, it's safe. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and I wanted to operate in safety. And um, so the writing was on the wall and I ignored it. And then I became a mom and, and there's mm. something about becoming a mom that just makes you feel like, well, there is nothing I cannot do. Yes. Gave birth. So you can't tell at this point, you can't tell me anything because yes. I, I mean, what can't I do? Right? right. Um, so I become a mom and I realize that now the type of mom and wife that I want to be just doesn't, doesn't fit in the traditional corporate America structure, especially within the legal industry, right? The expectation on the hours of work is, is, is not pretty high. Right. Um, Right. And it wasn't for me and it's for a lot of people and a lot of people succeed and do very well, but it really wasn't for me. And, and I think that becoming a mom gave me the courage to step into that truth Mm. Um, and to finally bet on myself. So I always, I always think that like, no, RIP is a few months younger than my oldest son because I've been working on both of them. Right. So, um, so I became a founder and CEO because I finally decided to bet on myself. So what did you do? So you were, you were at the law firm Mm -hmm. and then one, you gave birth and you were like, I can do this. And then you just submitted your resignation. And then like, what was that middle part before where we are now to where you were at that point? So, yeah, I, I, um, I give, I give birth and I stay, I still stay for a little bit. Um, because again, no, 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 the shoe's going to fit. Right. Right. Um, and then it took taking him to daycare. I mean, mm. you know, when I was home with him, it was like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can, I can do right. this America hustle. And, and, but then, you know, when I took him to daycare and I realized it just didn't sit well with me, I wanted to be home with him. Mm. This, this now gives me the courage to write that letter. Right. Um, right. Obviously there were some other things happening that right. made that, you know, the writing needs to even more clear, but Absolutely, certainly yeah. the courage needed to do that came from the fact that I was very clear on the wife and mom that I wanted to be. And I couldn't be that person. Right. So I write the letter, mm-hmm. the letter. And now I'm like, okay, so what? now what? Let me. And so what was your husband like? Was he like, yeah, let's do this, babe. Or he was like, wait, what are we doing? Oh, he- So he at the time had the steady job that made my transition almost like a cheat cheat sheet, right? Because he has the direct deposit, he has the health insurance. It's like I'm leaving, but I still have I have access to some safety net, right? To make life feel very safe. Um, but he's very like he's very encouraging. He's like, I mean, you went to law school to be a lawyer. You're a lawyer, like you can you can do it. Um. Because everyone believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Like hundred percent. I mean, I can sit here and encourage anyone, but I can't encourage myself. Right. So, um, so he's very supportive. So he's part of he's part of that village that that just 
gives you the you can do it you can do this right right um not that it makes it any easier when you realize like okay so now I'm on my own and and how do I get a client like how how does this whole thing work um that was messy yes Um, how did you get your first client like how did that even start so did you so, go on social media where you're like, okay, I'm available I, now for work? I didn't, I didn't because I, and so that's a great question. I didn't because I, I felt like, okay, so once I go on social media, I have to be successful because if I'm not <laughs> successful, now I'm failing in front of- right. You got um, witnesses, people, yes. Right? As of now, the, right. my school knows, my previous uh, employer, whoever knows, but- the world doesn't know. And if I go on social media and I announce that I'm starting a firm only yes. to go back to corporate America, like that's the, that's. Yes. That's scary. I did not go on social media mm. for a while. Um, and I was practicing what we call door law, right? Whoever walked through the door, able to pay. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. Yes. I, that's what I do. Divorce. Yep. That's what I okay, do. Okay. I can do that too. Yep. That's what yes. I do, right? There was yes. like no strategy it was just like that's so interesting that you say that yeah that's so interesting that you say that because in general I think as entrepreneurs we kind of start out and in the beginning it's just like well whoever's gonna pay me is what I'm gonna be doing it's what I'm gonna be doing (laughs) it's what I'm gonna be doing yes it's interesting that you're no different yeah like as an attorney it was still the same like yep I can do that I can do that I can do that absolutely the same it was like I know I I I haven't done a DUI but I went to law school so I have to I can figure it out do that right 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 and and but that um it met a certain need which was you know it was generating some type of income and it was from having to going back going back to America but it wasn't very satisfying because it was, right. it was strategic and I'm out. It was, it was, there was no, there was no flow and there was no rhythm. It was just like, keep the lights on. Wasn't Whoever. Right. That's very fulfilling. Right. 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 And right. then slowly I start to develop this practice and I start to fall in love with it. And I'm like, oh, wow, this, this is the one. And I, and now, now I'm ready to show up on social media because the incentive is I want to develop this practice. I want more clients in this space. No one's going to know that I'm doing it unless I tell them. Right. Um, so now I'm on social media. Right. And now right. and like posting and you know, the world, the world doesn't come crumbling down with that post right? again. And things are still, everything is still okay. Lights are still on. People are still like Lights knocking still on the door. On. Okay. Right. right. And then people are sending DMS and I'm like, okay, this might be a real thing. And, and, and like, here we are, like, I'm, I, I look back and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I'm just happy that I decided to bet on myself. That's what I was going to say. What do you kind of attribute that success to? Because just like you said, a lot of times we, and I'm a big preacher of this, like we undervalue what we think we can do, right? Mm -hmm. We're always kind of like, well, I don't know. You you see other people that are quote unquote successful and you're like, well, I don't know if I can do all that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so what was it for you that was making, like in your mind where you're like, I can do this. Like, I know you had your child and you were like, I got to do this. But what was it that made you keep going and not go, you know what? I'm, I I don't know. Maybe this wasn't a good idea. What kind of kept you going? I don't know that that for me, I don't want to speak in general terms. I'm not sure that 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 you just described ever fully goes away. 
Mm. I, while I have been doing this for a while, I still have days that I'm like, am I, is this really, can I really, can I really do this like for another 10 years? Like, especially on those slow months, right? When right, those, right. It, we, as entrepreneurs, we all experience slow months. Right. I have yet to go through a slow month with grace. I Right, every single month, I'm like, you know what? I could get a job. Right, that's so cool. Yeah, like even even listen, and this is why I was I was so excited to have this conversation, right? Because even as an attorney with a full blown practice, doing the thing, you're still like, hmm, I could still get a job. Listen, I can still get a job. So I don't know. I don't want to take credit for like that that you just described. Like, how did you know? Because I think that we're it's like, process. we're like bred to, to not believe in ourselves, even when we see ourselves achieve what at one point we thought we couldn't do. Right. It's so right. different levels. Right. Uh, I, I didn't see myself ever leaving corporate America. I was so I was number two where I was at and I was a great number two. And I kind of wow. like being number two, right? I, right. I thought, you know, less pressure being number two. I, yes. I'm like, this person gets all of the heat. Right. I, I support that person through the heat. I make really good money and, and it's, it's, I'm chilling. I'm in the background. This is right. great. Right. But I was not called for that position right so um I never saw myself leaving and then I left I never saw myself having like one specific practice and now I do um but with those successes then there's the next level whatever the next level may be like right will this firm be around in 10 years you know can this there's there's just I don't know if anybody I don't know what your experience is or other people but for me that small me is a constant She's constantly there. In the background, yes. I've gotten a little better about like maneuvering around her, you know? Yes, yes. I think that's so interesting because you're absolutely right. And I don't know, and I can speak for myself too, and probably anybody that I've even had on this podcast, you always have that background thread. Like, I don't know, can I do this? Can I, whatever that next thing is. Though, we're talking about it in the context of entrepreneurship, but even becoming a mom, I'm like, Yes, can I do this? And then having two, I'm like, Oh my god, can I have can I do this? Right, having three, I'm like, Oh my god, can I do this? (laughs) And then the girl, girl, so I was like, Oh my god, can I really do this? (laughs) So that's why I don't take credit for having arrived at this like all knowing, confident place. I feel like it's an everyday. So today I feel like I'm a super mom, but I'm, I'm, I'm like 10 emails behind, but then I'll I'll answer all those emails, be ahead on Monday. But you know, I probably yelled at my kid. Right. It's a journey. Yes. Yeah. And you know what the important thing is because that bar keeps moving, like Mm -hmm. as you arrive to that level, whatever arrive means, then you're going to the next thing. Then it's like, okay, the next thing I'm going to do is this. And like the bar just kind of keeps being pushed away. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to celebrate when you arrive at that, whatever point mm-hmm. it, like wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. And just yeah. to celebrate that and be excited about that. Like, cause there's supposed to be, you know, sometimes they're not enjoying the journey. Right. 
Absolutely. And and the bar moving is a good thing. The bar right. moving means that you are evolving in some way. The, yes. Be worried when the bar is not moving. Stop. Right. If, Absolutely. If you are overly confident in what you do, what that probably means that you are not stretching in, in right. some way. Um, I don't know that that's I don't know that that's a good thing. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. I don't think it is, honestly, because I think we're kind of made to kind of expand in one way or another. And if you're kind of like, no, I'm not, chances are, if you're not, then that there's some fear that's going on yeah. with you that you're not stepping into Almost whatever power you have. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of exactly how it is. Okay, so now tell me, let me switch gears a little bit. Tell me about your clients. Like when do people mm-hmm. come to you? When is it? You can tell me a couple of things. What has been your experience as far as when people come to you and when you feel they should have come to you? You know what I mean? Great question. Great question. So people usually come to me when they realize that they're onto something, right? They realize that they're building some a brand that they love and that whatever the business model is that they're good at, right? And now they want to make, now, now they're ready to put a ring on it, right? They're mm-hmm. dating this idea. Right. Now they want to make it official. And they're like, okay, I need to safeguard this thing that I'm building. How do I do that? And and while, you know, 70% of what we do is through um, brand protection, through trademarks, there's also other questions that I, that I like to um, ask and make sure that the entrepreneur has thought about. So what, um, what business relationships are you engaging in that there's no formal agreement in place, right? So one of uh, one of the quotes that I've heard that I like to always repeat is that contracts are the scripts we follow when things don't work out. So in the mm. beginning, right, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this, we're best friends, everything's going to work out. And then when it doesn't, okay, so who owns what? How right. does this breakup look? Um, so these are all the questions that I that I go through when I meet an entrepreneur. So to answer your original question, people usually call me once they realize that, um, yeah, I'm investing time and money. This is no longer a hobby. Let's mm. sure that my infrastructure is in place, that I own everything that I'm building, that I am securing these relationships that I'm building with people and that there are agreements in place to protect my interests. Um, oftentimes people call me when, when that process has not happened. Now one of two things have happened. They're building a brand and, and they get a cease and desist letter and, and they realize that, um, mm. oh, you can't use that name because I have a registered trademark for that name. And, you need to immediately stop what you're doing. That's a horrible phone call to get. Oh, right? no kidding. Wow. That's that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is that they're building something amazing, right? They have momentum. They have the social media following. And then somebody decides, hey, I'm going to do something similar with the, with the same name or something very close to, right? And now there's someone that's infringing on the momentum that they're building. So- Either one of those conversations is a tough one to have. So to answer your question, I wish people would call me before any one of those scenarios was um, in play. Right. So if you're like, walk me through this right now. So obviously this podcast is for moms, female entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. Now someone has a business 
<clears throat> six months, a year, whatever, and they're putting something in place that, you know, they're, they, they feel like it's a value to the market. Yeah. When would you say would be a good time? You know, in the beginning, it's like LLC, am I a sole proprietorship? LLC, right. am I ESCO? Whatever it is, you kind of go through all of that sort right. of stuff. Sometimes I think some people don't even do that much, but like when walk me through like a timeline of what, you know, best practices are yeah. during the course of that whole entrepreneurship journey, at least when you're starting out. Look, in the ideal world, if money was no option for the entrepreneur, which we know money is always a, a, an issue in the beginning right. for most people, you want to have a conversation with someone like me that operates in this space of business law means meets intellectual property, right? So that you can have a robust conversation about what it is that you're building. And this person can identify the legal holes that you may have. Right. And you want to do that as soon as possible, ideally pre pre-market, pre-launch, right? Mm. So that you are not investing. Look, building a brand is very expensive, even if you're doing it yourself. Some people are like, no, you know, we're not spending on marketing dollars because I'm doing everything myself. Your time is expensive. Value yeah. is very expensive. So right. no matter how you are entering into the market, it's requiring time and energy from someone and, and resources. So you want to have a conversation with someone like me before you do a lot of that investing to mm -hmm. make sure that you are entering the market in, in the best position possible with all with your infrastructure in place. Look, I get it. The sexy part of launching a business is not the legal considerations, right? <laughs> right? It is the marketing. It is the branding. It is the IG aesthetics. It is the colors. Like that, I'm building a brand. I get it. Like that's where the right. fun happens, right? But the legal stuff that you kind of want to avoid, that's like the floor. Like that's like the foundation of this house that you're building, the marketing and the branding, while super important, absolutely, um, that's like the the paint and the decoration mm. and furniture, right? If your analogy. foundation isn't solid, then all that stuff may be beautiful, but it's it's not hanging on solid ground, right? So, in the ideal world, in your question about time we're having this conversation before you enter the marketplace here's the thing I'm very realistic I get it some people are like well I need to generate money to pay the attorney like I have to, right. attorney. I have to go to market so I get it I I absolutely understand that so if going um if having a conversation with an attorney is not something that you can do pre-launch then it's something you need to prioritize to do as soon as possible which mm. you don't want to do is start building this thing and be 5 years into it um have name recognition have a following only to then have to decide whether or not you need to rebrand because rebranding is almost like starting all over again right. so uh, the reputation that attorneys have, I think we've earned it. I think that our fees um, can be outrageous. So the fact that people automatically avoid us because the assumption is that we are not um, accessible, I think we've earned that, right. um, which is unfortunate. But I think that if you do some digging, you'll find a few folks that are that are within reason, right? 
willing to to provide a lot of assistance and and we owe it to ourselves if we're going to invest time money energy look every time that you're building this brand it's time that you're away from your family it's time that you're away from the kids it has to matter right so protection is important absolutely that's great i mean that alone i think is so valuable and so important because like i said I don't remember if I said it during the podcast, but when I was talking to you, it's something that a lot of people don't think about, or they think that it's possibly further away than mm -hmm. it probably truly is. And I think what you said about, you know, receiving like a cease and desist letter from using a name that you've been using is a very important conversation because that, you know, that could stop your business in its tracks, like right there, if you're mm -hmm. not properly prepared for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think that, that the, having that conversation before you enter the marketplace just gives you a, it empowers you to make really sound business decisions right the the legal considerations inform the business decisions and 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 the business decisions have you know financial consequences right so yeah. it's, it's yeah. all one big picture right and so i guess basically what i'm hearing from you is you have to look at your business, like a business, like any other business, you need to take in, in, in consideration, legal considerations as well, because it is a business. And you need to look at yourself most right. more importantly as a strategic brand builder, right? Mm. This, you are, you are building legacy in the form of this business. We're, what I'm hoping, uh, what I hope we're all doing is that we're building something that outlives us, right? That this podcast outlives you, that my firm outlives me, that we're building something for the next generation. Well, yes. if that is what we're doing, then we need to be strategic in the decisions that we're making. And we need to invest the time to make sure that we're not just going through the motions, Um because otherwise you should you should just have the comfort of direct deposit and, and health insurance if you're just going through the motions. Absolutely. Just go get a job. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, it's important. I think, you know, and and I think the biggest one of the biggest hindrances, money, like you said, because I know people would be thinking like, well, I need to make money before I can pay an attorney. Mm -hmm. But additionally, I don't think that people really understand and recognize the value of having like, you know, trademarks. And actually let's speak to that. Cause you see all these symbols, you know, yeah. you see like a TM and a C mm -hmm. with a circle and a R and all that stuff. Can you just kind of briefly touch on what that all means? Yeah. So when you see the C, you are, it's representing a copyright, which essentially when a copyright applies to the protection of creative works, photography, uh, a book, um, a movie, music, like that, you're operating in the copyright space. When you see the TM, um, so the TM and the R fall in the trademark uh, category. And the easiest way to think about it is when you see the circle R, always think of like putting a ring on it. That means that you have gone through the process of filing for a federal um, trademark registration, you've received it, and therefore now you have the R. The TM, um, the simplest way to look at it is um, you're claiming that this is your trademark, right? You want the world to know that you are building this particular brand, but you haven't taken those steps to um, put a ring on it. So you gotcha. cannot use the R unless you are um, officially a uh, registered trademark with the USPTO. 
Awesome. That's very helpful. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate this conversation. This was great. How can, yeah. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, mm -hmm. how can they do that? Maybe. So I am at guard your genius. Very easy to remember on Instagram. Um, and then Nady Hornsby on LinkedIn. But the, the easiest way to get in touch with us is definitely on Instagram. I love that. I love your the name because thank of you. course it's like this. That's so cool. Well, thank you thank so you. much for this conversation. And anyone, this this was such a beneficial conversation. I'm sure like if you're listening to this, that this has been helpful to you. So please, please, please think about your intellectual property and get in touch with Nady to get her, get you all straightened out. Absolutely. Thanks again. Have a great one, you guys. This is Kelly Thompson. And if you're a mom who's a coach, consultant, or course creator, join the Align to Attract Masterclass and find out how to position your genius for profitability. Go to aligntoattract.com. Again, aligntoattract.com. Until next time, friends.